From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about what wives want their husbands to know about her orgasm and how husbands feel around this area. And there's a quote that's attributed to Anonymous that says, vulnerability is the only bridge to build connections. And talking about orgasms, that's a very vulnerable subject. So we're going to be talking about that in depth today. But first, we start each One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And if you're a brand new listener, you may not know what that is. And and first, we want to say welcome. We're so glad to have you here. And to just let you know that a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family. Someone who maybe they've tried something new and they've had breakthrough around that. And this hug comes from a Facebook message we received that starts with, I was skeptical. It seems so unromantic and forced, but we both love, all caps, scheduled sex. That's right. Awesome. Is it happening or isn't it happening tonight has been a point of tension in our marriage for 19 years. Wow. We now know there are no mixed signals. I have so much freedom at night to do what I need to do without the guilt of, am I sacrificing my marriage? I know when it's a safe night to catch up on some extra sleep. He loves that he knows his efforts to excite will not fall flat by the time we hit the sheets. And when he pursues, and I know it's not one of those nights, it makes his moves even sweeter. Mm. It's not that either of us didn't make it a priority. It's actually the opposite. That connection mattered very much to both of us. But in our crazy lives of raising a family and running our own business, communication lines get easily crossed and things come up that would derail us. Not anymore. And how fun when we both know it's happening tonight, we double down on our efforts to excite. We're having so much fun. Thank you. I love it. I love it when we hear success stories from couples who take on the intimacy lifestyle, start scheduling sex, Mm -hmm. and they have this kind of breakthrough. Because you're talking about a couple who has been married for 19 years that was willing to step out, make a change, and look what it's done for their marriage. And I bet you the sexual intimacy sounds like it's hot and heavy and amazing, which is great because I believe that we can have better sex as we get, as we have more years behind us in our marriage. Absolutely. And yet I bet you their emotional intimacy has had a a profound impact. Mm -hmm. I bet you their spiritual intimacy, their financial intimacy, their recreational intimacy, each and every one has had a profound impact. And I just love that she started out by saying that she was skeptical, Yeah. but that she was willing to try. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of people are skeptical. It sounds weird. You know, it's like even getting into this place of talking about orgasms. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of people are skeptical that they should even do that or that it's going to make a difference. And, you know, we've done a number of shows about orgasms over the years. I mean, you can't do a show where, you know, we say at the beginning of every show that we're going to talk about sex, love and commitment and not talk about orgasms part of that sex category, right? I mean, we've talked, you know, we did episode 443, which was the honest truth about the female orgasm. We did 388, should an orgasm be the ultimate goal? And the very first show, I went all the way back to find what was the first show that we ever did on orgasms. And it was called, it was number 64. And it was called, Oh Yes, That's the Spot. (laughs) I like that title. I know that was a fun one to, you know, kind of pull it out of the archives. And, you know, we'll make sure to link to those shows just in case you're like, okay, where do I find that one? We'll make it easy for you. But there was one area that we hadn't really touched on. And the whole idea for this particular show came up because of a post in the position of the month club. And in all honesty, if 
if you want to be a part of that community, check out the summit partner level because these guys talk about everything mm-hmm. and, and have created such a community. And the post went along these lines. It said, I am the high desire spouse in our marriage and I love pleasuring my wife. I've always tried to make sure my wife had an orgasm or was pleased before myself. So here's my issue. My barometer or measure of successful intimate time is off. When my wife and I are intimate, she says she's satisfied, but I want more for her and feel I am not taking care of my wife the way I should if she does not have a big orgasm. I know this is my issue and it puts pressure or expectation on my wife that she does not need. I'm looking for advice and help to make the correct change that will enhance and improve our marriage in our, in this area. And here's the thing within the position of the month club, this is where we do get vulnerable and I love it. So you can go to position to learn more about it. But within the club, here's a husband asking, mm-hmm. and sometimes we need a perspective. Elisa and I are in there. Believe me, what we're monitoring and we're making sure things are, are going the way they need to. We have guidelines in the club. Absolutely. Here's the thing though. He got to hear from other wives and get feedback, Mm -hmm. which was absolutely amazing. And then she was able to chime in and said, thanks everybody, because she didn't have to tell him anymore. He he got to see it and read it and understand. And and there's dialogue going back and forth between him and and wives and him and other husbands. It, It opened up the blinders right? We, we sometimes have these blinders on like, this is what, where it needs to be. And now those blinders get taken off or we get a bitter, a bigger perspective of mm-hmm. understanding. And it's so true. I mean, there was so much conversation and, you know, wives chiming in, husbands chiming in about what this has looked like and what it looks like in their marriage. And, and so we're watching this whole dialogue, this conversation happen within the community. And it got us thinking, you know, anytime we see something like that, we're like, I wonder what this looks like for the one family at large, mm-hmm. right? If a small group is having this conversation, what would it look like for us to take this and, and expand it and say, you know what, we're going to do a show around this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's important enough that, that we can, we can talk about this. And so, you know, we asked two questions this week and, and I'm going to get to those in just a minute, but I, I want to say, you know what, when, when you start to get a sense that there's something that needs to be talked about in your marriage, go with that. Because, there are so many things that are not being said in marriages that we've got to, the, the one family is that army. It's that, it's that group. It's that tribe that says, you know what, we're going to do something that hasn't been done before because we're going to have marriages that don't look like anyone else's marriages. And, and before I get to those questions, I do want to say like in the early years of our marriage, there was, um, I can't remember ever really talking about orgasms. No. What I do remember is regularly being asked after we'd had sex. How was that for you? Was that good? Did you enjoy it? To the point where I'm like, stop asking the question. Mm -hmm. I I would be so irritated that you had to have this validation after we had sex. And And I do believe though, those early years of our marriage, pornography use skewed my understanding of what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and truthfully, sure. and having not viewed pornography now for 16 years, I can look back and go, wow, what a distorted mental image I had of what an orgasm looks like. Mm-hmm. And wow. because of that, because of that visual I kept seeing and what was happening, 
I felt like in the bedroom, if you weren't having this massive explosion of orgasmic excitement, I wasn't pleasing you and I wasn't good enough and I wasn't going to be able to ever do that. And yet I didn't know how to ask the question of like, how do I even give you an orgasm? Have you had an orgasm? What does that feel like to you? How do you react to that? So I do believe early on in our marriage, that's where that thought of, oh my gosh, this is the way it should be, Mm -hmm. came from. Wow. We've actually never had this conversation, you guys. Like this is happening real time because I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, as we, as I was reading these notes and and just sitting down and and you just saying that, that really just popped into my head because it's so overboard. Mm Mm-hmm in porn. Mm-hmm. It's so over the top. I highly doubt those women are even having them. It's all a show, right? right. It's, it, it's show. It's entertainment, really. It's acting. It's acting. Yeah. And yeah. I thought in my mind, that's the way it should be. And, and yet it's not mm-hmm. in a loving, committed relationship that we have between one another. Absolutely. And you know, that was our early story. We didn't talk about it. We, I mean, in all honesty, orgasms for me were kind of an elusive thing. There, there wasn't any consistency to them. Now that could also have been because there wasn't any consistency to our sex life. So I do think those two things definitely go hand in hand. But as we were looking at this conversation saying, okay, what, what is it? And this was what the first question they asked, what is it? The number one thing wives that you, your husband needs to know about your orgasms. So we asked wives that question and then we followed it up with a husband's question that said, how do you feel if your wife doesn't orgasm when the two of you have sex? And I have to tell you that when I read the responses from the husbands, um, it's not often that I get emotional reading responses, right? That, that I start to read and I just have this overwhelm, but, but I was heartbroken reading so many of the responses from men because when their wives don't orgasm, men feel selfish, they feel useless. They feel inadequate. They feel defeated or incompetent. The words came up repeatedly. I feel like a failure. I am disappointed in myself. I feel like I've used her or let her down. Let, let those sink in. Uh, and, and I just want both husbands and wives to hear that because those are, those are words that I, I, I want to first and foremost, like give props to the men mm-hmm. who we're able to express that because you guys can express what you're feeling. Sometimes we're unable to do that adequately or in an effective way to our wives. And that's why we're here to be able to share that because wives, I want you to hear what your husband is feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, understand that they do want to please you. And in that act, they do feel selfish if it's only them. Right or wrong, Mm -hmm. that's just where they're at. And this is where the conversation goes so they don't have to feel that way because that's where Elise and I have have come from. And we'll get to that. But I just want those words to sink in. Useless, inadequate. Do you see your husband as useless or inadequate? I mean, is that him? Is he incompetent? I, I would bet he's not. I would bet you have a husband who is a hard worker, who loves you and the family, who is who is one that is willing to go and do anything for you guys. That's the, that's, those are the words we get from wives when they tell us, if you had to share a word about your husband, 
That's what you would say about him. Mm-hmm. But that's what he's saying about himself. Yeah. And that those responses alone make this show a necessity, mm-hmm. right? If we only stopped there, because when those words, when that, that negativity, that weight is sitting on a man, it changes how he interacts with his wife. Oh, most definitely. Especially it, sexually. Especially sexually. You know, am I going to initiate if this is how I'm going to feel if I can't please her? Probably not. You know, and, and we've got to get to this place where we just make the decision that we're going to get real with our spouses so that we can have breakthrough. And, and we just shared with you how the men are feeling. Mm-hmm. But husbands, I want you to know what your wives think yep. about their orgasms, what they want you to know. The first thing that came up was a clitoral stimulation matters. Yes. Don't skip it. Don't skip the clit. Like <laughs> you got, you got to rub that thing. It, it doesn't happen vaginally. Well, for some it does. For some I, it does. I, I, right. But I'm, I'm, for the majority. Right. Like, w- what's the study say here? Research says that only about 25% of women achieve orgasm through vaginal penetration. There you go. And just a quick biology lesson, the clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings compared to the tip of the penis, which has 4,000. Mm. So, I mean, double. math. Right. So, the clit matters. Mm-hmm. So, let, let, let's... Let's hone in on what that looks like. What was the book that you and I read when it really came to understanding? I thought we read a book or got some teaching around clitoral stimulation. Am I off on that? I, I don't remember. I'm still stuck on the don't skip the clit that you said. I'm like, that, that's <laughs> Tweet like, that anybody. I'm like, that is like a bumper sticker. Or I'm going to write don't, that. Don't make it a bumper sticker. I, I, don't I'm, make it a bumper I'm, I'm going to write that down though, because that was a good one. Another thing that women said is it's easier for them to orgasm with foreplay. Uh, women said, I don't need one every time and I don't always need one to enjoy sex or be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Guys, this is about us. Like husbands, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hear this. I, I, I'm sharing this with you for your breakthrough, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm not saying this just because I got, you know, got to fill up time on the show. Wives want you to know they take time. They want you to know that even if you finish before she does, she can still have one. So keep going. The, the show's not over. I think that's a dis- that's a very big discussion to have mm-hmm. and and to understand that because in my experience with you, yeah, once I'm done, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And if you don't tell me that you're still ready to go, then it's it's a weird thing because we're we're up into cleanup mode mm-hmm. right there. So that is definitely if if your wife is one where it's like it's cool that you're done and you can still stimulate her, then then go. But you got to have that conversation and you need to understand that time period in that sexual encounter. Right. Because I think in that there is a, whoo, I'm done. Let's roll. Absolutely. For some, you know, we talked about clitoral stimulation for some, it is about penetration and for others, it's about nipple stimulation or even the use of toys. Okay. So you, you've got to find out what works for your wife mm-hmm. and what works now. Because a lot of women said that during pregnancy or postpartum or when they're dealing with medical issues, their body is working differently. Mm-hmm. And if you don't find out what works now and you're trying to use what worked then, it's not going to happen. And, and this last one that I just want to share is really, really important because a num- large number of wives said, I prefer the ones that you give me to the ones that I could give myself. Wow. That one, that is significant. She wants you. And we need to talk about this. We need to be the ones that are talking about this. And, and I know you're thinking, okay, how do I talk about this? How do we do this? Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. 
I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. It's time. It's time to talk about orgasms in your marriage and what it looks like. But first and foremost, do not have this conversation in your bedroom. You've heard us talk numerous times on the show and we will keep talking. Doesn't matter if we're blue in the face. Doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if we're 80 years old. We will still keep telling you, do not talk about these sensitive issues around sex in your bedroom Mm -hmm. because there's just too much emotional energy there about your sex life. Go on a walk and talk. Go sit, you know, by the fire pit. Go somewhere to be able to have this conversation without all that emotional energy. And, And to start the conversation, what are the feelings that you each have in regard to her having an orgasm? Guys, if she doesn't need one every time and she's still loving just that physical connection with you, then believe her when she says, babe, I don't know that it's going to happen tonight. I'm good. And and you have to take her at that. It took me some time, guys, to understand that Mm -hmm. because a lot of it was those feelings that you guys described, my own inadequacies, my my own, you know, self-consciousness of that. And I have learned over the years by not always asking that question and like, were you good or this or that? I have found that in our sexual encounters, it's great. And there's no tension afterwards because Elisa's not getting mad at me for asking her again. I had to come to grips in all honesty that she knows what she likes and that she can tell me mm-hmm. if she's good. And, and, I, and I had to let, let go and let go of control of that. And be okay with it. And believe me, it takes some time. But I believe you can do it. Mm -hmm. And you guys will both be more satisfied at multiple times. Absolutely. And you need to have the conversation around what's the role of foreplay. Yes. Right? What does that look like for the two of you? What, you know, how is this going to come about? Like there were a number of men that actually responded, you know what? I will wait until she's had hers in order to have mine. Right. The couple guys said ladies first. Um, You know, there were all different kinds of fun expressions on how that happened. But because these men realize that it takes time for their wives, they're like, I'll wait until she has Mm -hmm. and then I will. But what does that look like for the two of you? I don't know. You actually have to have the conversation. Can I share something real quick? Because I I know when Elisa is like, hey, it's not happening today. It, it and it's totally cool. Like we'll be in foreplay mode, and we're just going and we're doing. It could be just you know with a hand. It could be with a toy. It could be with oral. It, it, it could be any of those. And yet I know there are just times. It, it's like you get to know each other's bodies. You get to know each other's movements. You 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 know it. And then there are just those times when Elisa's like, it's okay. Like she'll just grab my hand or something or or help me roll on her, and it's good. Like you got to just 
go with it because your wife is okay with it as well. Mm-hmm. Men, you need to ask your wives what it is that she needs to orgasm. But don't just ask her, please listen to her responses. Because some of you have wives that really, really need to feel emotionally connected to you in order to be able to be in that place where they will be so vulnerable that they will orgasm with you. And if that's what she says, ask her what that means, right? Don't just go, okay, she said emotionally connected. Now what do I do? No, ask her. Does that mean we, we talk first? Does that mean I romance you during the day? What, what types of foreplay, honey, do you enjoy? What stimulation works for you? And, and if, why is, if you say you don't know, I, I will, I will, it's not often that I actually let you get away with, and I don't know. And men, I, I'm going to ask you to just be patient with her if she says, I don't know. Because if, if you all don't know, then now's the time to explore what could work. And that is a process as well. The, the practicing, that's where you get better. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, we, we see it a lot in sports. We practice. There's a lot of practice that goes on for, you know, a 60-minute game mm-hmm. or less. I mean, the majority of it is practice time. And this is that place where foreplay and learning where it works, what stimulates, what places you're touching, what you're doing, that's all the practice. That, that happens during this time. And, and again, there are going to be times when it just, it works great. And other times when you're going to just look at each other and go, man, what that, that didn't work today. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Next week we'll do something different. Like let's, let's move on from this. We're not going to get stuck on this. It just isn't for us. Maybe you read something, you heard something, even something that Lisa and I have said, and you're just like, yeah, no. Okay, cool. Move on. I love the sports analogy because I think of, you know, as you're talking about practice and that's the intimacy lifestyle, that's scheduling sex, that's, that's having enough sex that you can actually find out what works and what doesn't. And the reality is, is that if you're comparing that to sport, you can look at, you know, any football team, any baseball team, any basketball team, any soccer team, they're never a hundred percent. Sometimes it doesn't work. And the same thing is true around achieving orgasm. Can I go there to the intimacy lifestyle? Because our hug was all about the intimacy lifestyle and scheduling sex. So I really do think there is some correlations here, though, between the amount of sex you are having and the importance of the orgasm. Mm -hmm. And hear me out here is that if you're having sex once a month, you better believe as a husband, you're going for the home run. You're going for that orgasm. For her. For her, yeah, yeah. You, you you definitely are because I remember there were times in our marriage when that's we were only having sex maybe once a month, once you know every few weeks, and so for me, I felt like, gosh, I really want Elisa to enjoy this, and once we started the intimacy lifestyle and we're having sex two times a week, you know, anywhere from six to ten times a month depending on your period and bonus days, blah blah blah. Now. It's not always having to hit the home run because I know, hey, if it didn't happen on Monday, it sure in the heck could happen on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday when you're initiating and we're good. Well, and the interesting thing too is that when you have all that pressure on it happening that one time a month, it often doesn't happen, right? Because there's so much pressure and everybody's in their head. But I know since we've started the intimacy lifestyle, I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt that, that that has contributed to more orgasms because we just know each other better. And it's more regular and there isn't the pressure. And wives, I do want you to understand that for so many of of our husbands, there's a sense of pride 
and a sense of taking care of you when they are able to give you an orgasm. And, and you know, when he doesn't have, like, I was actually having this conversation with a group of women this morning and, you know, one of the gals, I was telling them with the, the, about the show and one of the gals is like, yeah, because like men, they, they, they take pride in their accomplishments. Yes, we do. And, and, and this is, this is an accomplishment and it's not all about him and it's not all about you, but it's having this conversation, being willing to have this conversation with your husband, being able to be vulnerable, being able to tell him, you know, what works for you and what doesn't actually sets both of you up for success. And, and until we did this poll, you guys, until I asked the question, men, how do you feel when you can't? I had no idea, not how much negative self-talk there was around not being able to do this, not being able to provide this for their wives. You know, your husband loves you. He does. And this is, this is a demonstration, like his ability to do this feels like a demonstration of his love for you. And so we're doing this show to give you both sides Mm -hmm. because it's so, it's so important that we become couples that are willing to say, yeah, you know what? I do feel inadequate. It's a struggle for me. You know, I mean, I had men say that, you know, they, they're not able to give their wives an orgasm and they're just like, it sucks. Mm. And, And when you're in that mental mindset, it's hard to get to this place of going, yeah, you know what? Do I try and initiate? Because it may just be a disappointment to her. I may be a disappointment to her. How does she see me? Wives, we've got to be encouraging our husbands. We've got to step. We've got to be able to sit down and have this conversation and say, you know what? Let's do something crazy. Like these gals I was with this morning, they're like, you talk about everything. And I said, yeah, you know why? Because when we do these conversations, a couple gets set free from the challenges of the past. A couple gets set free to have the conversation. And when they're able to have the conversation, the emotional intimacy changes. And when their emotional intimacy changes, I, I, I've seen it so many times. I can't even count. Their physical intimacy changes. Yeah. And then they step into this place where they're like, what the heck was that? That was incredible. Why? Because you figured out, we equipped you with the language to be able to talk about it. Yeah. And it, this is an area, I'm telling you, you're walking it. And you're going to continue to walk it. So have the discussions. Make sure you're opening it up during a walk and talk or what was, you know, whatever time you have together. Because when you do that time in the bedroom and being able to either give your spouse an orgasm or not is still going to be an exciting time for both of you, right? Because really the the place we want to come out of, I think... When I sit in, or I sit and I think about mine and Lisa's sexual intimacy after making love, my thinking is as long as we're both happy, as long as we both enjoyed it and we have that after sex glow, then it's a win. It's a win. So have the conversation about orgasms, have them talk to your spouse about it. If you're not sure how to have one research, start touching yourself, allow your husband to touch you, work on that together. You're on the same team, and this is one of those things that may take some time. It may take some a little bit of time of figuring it out. It's okay. This is a journey we're on. It's not something that needs to happen once and never to happen again. It may happen one time. It may not happen another way. You're learning each other. But when you learn each other, you're going to have better sex. You're going to have better orgasms. You're going to have more connection sexually, emotionally. There's the win. That's the win. 
And I want to share with every single husband there, you guys are studs. You're amazing. You're awesome. And just keep going. Keep talking. Keep sharing. Keep keep engaging your wife in this. You, you got it. Because I had to learn. And if you're looking at pornography, I'm going to tell you right now, get off that crap. It's doing you no good. It's harming you. It's harming your relationship. And it's, it's causing a frustration of what you think it's supposed to be than what it actually is. So get off of that stuff. Focus in on your wife. If you're telling me she's that precious, then stop looking at that stuff. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. We want to hear your hugs when it comes around you scheduling sex. Your, hey, we did it. Seven days of sex challenge around orgasms, around your coffee breaks, around your walk and talks. Send those in. We love hearing them. Hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com or call it in or text it in at 858-876-5663. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.